0: Yeah, Yeah, it's been about...
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Daniel, joined by Kevin. Uh, Fallout 4 sucks. Here with the hot takes. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, Corona. Touching on that again. Talking about the stimulus package uh, that the US government is... Talking about sending out the uh, briefings that Trump has been giving, as well as what is Biden up to right now during yeah. the pandemic. Don't
0: make it sound like that. <laughs> what is <laughs> Biden up to? He's just like at a bus stop somewhere. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> He's giving a speech at a bus stop to all the oh, man. people out there.
0: <laughs> What's sad is it just, it's so easy to make these jokes now with him. It's Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, so coronavirus, how's it going in um, in uh, down in the south there?
1: <laughs> well, down here, let's see. I'm in the southwest. It's uh really been uh, honestly uneventful. I don't know. I mean, I've been staying. I've basically been. I've been actually doing pretty good on you know staying inside quarantine and stuff. Not like
0: there's anything to do. They basically closed everything down. Uh, do you go on walks and stuff? Do you ever go on like a long walk in the neighborhood or something? I know Californians don't walk, but... Not really, to be honest. <laughs> Californians don't even know they can walk. They're like, oh, you just walk around and stuff? Oh, <laughs> you just... What? <laughs>
1: no, I don't know. I just, I just haven't really been doing that. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the time really gets away from me, like honestly, because I've been, because let's see, yeah, the past two weeks, pretty much, I've been quarantined, and it, I don't know. I honestly have uh, pretty much spent the whole time cooking, cleaning, hanging out, watching uh, some movies, playing some uh, games.
0: That's what you're supposed to be doing right now.
1: Exactly. I, I am single-handedly... Saving the world from coronavirus. Yes.
0: By staying inside. If Daniel gets infected, we all get infected. That's how it works. Exactly. <laughs> he's the one he's the he's that one link that just connects all the other all the other crossroads. <laughs> we have no hope if he gets infected. It will never stop. <laughs> what about I haven't been, you? How's uh, how's coronavirus I, been up there okay. in the north? You're, you've been more restrained than me. I've still been like, um, there's like a beach near where I live, so I still like walk down there or run down there. There's so many people running. I don't know if you've noticed, but like every time like I leave my house to like go to QFC or something, like there's just like, like just you just see people just running. There's a trail next to my house too. And just like like mobs of people running. Like you think it's like a marathon or something or a five K. Like just like mobs of people just going back and forth. And it's like wow, everyone just wanna like it's so bored. And I took this I I took this walk, just like a neighborhood walk for like an hour yesterday with my partner and we like walk all the way down into like town where we live and walk all the way back and up in like the neighborhoods and stuff. And when we're walking through the neighborhoods, there's, like, all these, like, families and, like, people with their dogs just, like, walking around the neighborhood. It's, like, it's so weird because it was never like that before. You would never even see people, like, in the neighborhood. But everyone's just out just walking around. And I just started laughing. And people kept looking at us and smiling and, like, saying hi and stuff from, like, a distance. And we were like, wow.
1: That is super weird For Washington That's probably the weirdest part of this whole thing Who greets people that they're just walking Past on the street in Washington
0: My partner My partner looks at me and says Oh these people are so bored they're all just walking around Like (laughs) saying hi to us and stuff (laughs) I was like So are we it was weird. It's just a different feeling. Like yeah, like you said, in Washington. Like you don't see people out like this that much. Even like wow. running and stuff. Like most people just go to the gym. But there's so many people just like running and like like going around to the. We went to the beach, so they closed the beach. Um, they closed the parking lot and they put these like gates and stuff up, so you can't like go into the beach. But um, there's like a little like jetty marina area right next to the beach so that's still open so you could just park your car there and then just walk over to the beach there's like a little there's a sidewalk that just goes from that parking lot to the beach so like a bunch of people were parked there and still going to the beach and um and me and my producer we just parked on the street and just like walked over to the beach we're like fuck, but um you know it wasn't too bad it's uh I would say, like, there's way less people there than there used to be. Like, last week when I went to the beach, it was, like, packed. And I was like, this is probably kind of stupid. I put it on my Instagram. I was like, it's probably too many people. But, um, <laughs> there's more people than there usually is. And, like, but now it's, now it's, like, tampered down. It's, like, small amount of people there. So, it's weird. It's a lot of time just walking around observing stuff. Like, what are you supposed to do with all this time?
1: Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think people are also starting to take it. Um, a more seriously because originally oh yeah because people weren't really following the quarantine for a long time and stuff but then i think people are starting to now follow that yeah a little bit more because it's really starting to
0: become more of a problem here yeah i think that we had all this branding for coronavirus that was like oh it's just a oh shit i'm gonna say this uh so there was this branding around coronavirus that it was the boomer remover. That's what people were calling it, like, like, yeah. like over a week ago. That's <laughs> that was the phrase, and um, I just think that, like, in hindsight, that kind of branding that this is just a disease that kills old people, probably not doing any favor to anyone because no. it's like <laughs> it's much more serious than that. You know, it's not just like a grandparents <laughs> disease or something.
1: Well, and I think it's like obviously it's it's most dangerous for that age group, but that doesn't mean that it should just be completely disregarded because there's a lot of other effects that it can have as well as you still don't want a viral infection that's going around killing old people.
0: Yes, it's it's and just it's,
1: as bad as any other virus, you
0: know. I, I think the biggest argument is that, you know, people are still getting strokes and heart attacks and stuff and like people who have like, you know, cancer or like other like more like serious condition who need to be in the hospital or might even need a ventilator and then you have all these like what was it over a hundred thousand people now have coronavirus that we've confirmed. yeah um,
1: now apparently um the US is uh leading the world in uh, total cases.
0: Yeah. But what's also interesting is it's concentrated in New York, where it's it's like one in a thousand. Everywhere else, it's like one in ten thousand or something. But New York, it's like off the charts. They should. So I made this. This is not a joke, but I mean, like I made this comment the other day. I said um, we got to stop calling it the Wuhan virus. Start calling it the New York virus because New York's better at it than anywhere else. Like, <laughs> they just they're like they have way higher spread. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's. I mean. I think, too, you know, even like – so China obviously has an incredibly dense population. That's true. It has an incredibly high population density. But I think that New York is very similar in the sense that it has a very high population density. But I think that because of the (laughs) government that is in China, they were probably able to enact stricter measures faster and I think that what probably what, kind of what happened in New York is that they have that really high population density, so it was able to spread really fast. And we didn't really ever take it, we didn't really take it very seriously at first in the U.S. And it took a while to really get any of these, you know, measures in place to really kind of stop people from going around and spreading things. Yeah. So I think that's why it was able to catch on so quickly.
0: Yeah, I think um, if people just didn't travel between states for a while, that would have been a good thing. Like, when we were seeing on the news, like, oh, there's something going on in Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan. I kept seeing that. Uh, dude, I was that person where I would be at work, and I'd be, like, looking at the news because I was bored. And I would just see, like, oh, some something's going on in Wuhan, and I'd see these pictures of people in hazmat suits and all this stuff. I'd be like, ah, you know, foreign country news, whatever. It's boring. And I'd keep skipping past, like, there was always this Wuhan article i would just never read it until like i remember you know finally stuff got real and they they came to like where i work there's that little um i don't know what it's called a senior center or something i worked near that and um yeah and that was like oh quit but <laughs> now it's here it's at our shores
1: <laughs> but, yeah. yeah i
0: remember for the longest time though for like months i would always see these wuhan news and i would always skip it and i'd be like nah whatever <laughs> you know it makes me wonder what happened to Hong Kong because I remember there were also protests there and stuff, and it was like a big scene. And I wonder if that even is a thing now. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, that's a good question. So all all that stuff doesn't even matter. Remember there was that guy who was killed, Soleimani. We covered it on the podcast too, and um, Iran to tensions.
1: So long ago now. There's all
0: these tensions with Iran. I know and all this like deal like national political politics stuff and like. Um, All of it's like, no one gives a shit anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Just give me that toilet paper, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What's the toilet
1: paper shortage set in?
0: Yeah. I'm so pissed off about that. Okay, this is one last thing about coronavirus. We'll go through the stimulus package and let you um, reprobates know what you're going to get. But um, but first, I just want to say, the grocery store, have you been grocery shopping? Yes, I have. What's it like? Uh well let's see, I went a couple
1: weeks ago and literally like just basically everything was sold out. Including I mean that's like everything. Like the wow. produce section was stripped empty, which was weird because it was the produce section. It's not like anyone's buying produce regularly. I don't know why they were buying it in a pandemic situation. It's not like it saves.
0: Oh, you like like carrots and stuff.
1: Yeah, like fresh produce. It was oh. weird. But uh Obviously, all like a lot of the dry goods were selling out. Um, they had like big back, you know, back stock of that stuff, so it's not really a huge deal because they were able to restock it pretty well. But yeah, I mean, toilet paper is gone. It's still gone. All the like any. Oh, it's kind still of, gone. Like, it's still gone. Still out of it. Um. Obviously, any like hand sanitizer, masks, things like that all gone as well
0: wow that's weird dude
1: yeah how's uh, how's things there for you, uh in your stores well
0: it's the similar like a couple weeks ago i went and everything was empty and then i was like oh this is totally screwed up and then but i went like um i went on wednesday and um Yeah, I went on Wednesday, and they had, like, toilet paper in the store. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And it was like, things were, like, back. And we were able to, like, we finished our whole list. We didn't have to go to five stores, you know. Nice. We just just finished everything. We got all the stuff, and, like, um, they did this smart thing where instead of putting all the toilet paper in the paper aisle, and then people just come in there and just, like, you know, rape it and shit, my store actually had this brilliant idea where they take all the, like, toilet paper And they would put it in those kind of like stacks with each brand, and they would spread it out throughout the store. So you'd be down in some random aisle, and then you'd see like a stack of toilet paper at the end of the aisle. And then you'd be at checkout, there's a stack of toilet paper. And then just
1: everyone converged on the stack of toilet paper.
0: Well, yeah, and then people (laughs) would come and just like little berths and just pick apart the stack. But they would only get one stack, there'd be another stack somewhere else, and... You know, the herd couldn't find all the, you know... So you didn't get, like, herds of people just, like, trying to, like, get everything until it's out. That's what's crazy about the toilet paper thing. It's like... I, I think I tweeted about it. that It's just, like, people don't care. Like, they just think, I have to get more toilet paper. And other people are getting it, so I have to get it. And it's like, you don't... But I That's actually exactly needed That's exactly what it is. That's Dude,
1: exactly I- what it is, though. That's the thing. is, It's not like these people need, a, like, you know, a pallet of toilet paper. It's right just that like somewhere somehow someone made some thing yeah. about buying one noise guy
0: for. at Costco probably just put like two instead of one in his cart and the next guy's like oh shit yeah. <laughs> like, so then to, like, all like, of a sudden
1: and now that it's like all sold out and there's all this panic created around it all these idiots yes idiots if you're stocking up on toilet paper you're an idiot <laughs> i don't care if we lose a listener over that all these idiots they're just going and they're just buying all the toilet paper they can get their hands on because they're just panicking it's just stupid. yeah
0: it's stupid i i i had to buy some and i did get um got like a small set and then i figured that's enough we only had like a couple rolls left, like we were running out, and I was like, "Damn, this is like the worst possible time to yeah. run out." And like, I kept going to like stores and stuff. Like, we kept because we have nothing else to do. We only to open the only thing's open store, so sometimes we take a walk. And I kept like going in the store and checking, and be like, "Shit, they're still out of toilet paper. We're we're down another roll. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's gotta be." I was so worried. And then I finally- feel like
1: the only way that I'm gonna be able to get toilet paper right now is if I like go to the store. <laughs> And wait outside of it, like, to open and go okay. in and be, like, the first person there. I well, mean, everything... What's interesting is, yeah, like, like everything else is restocked. But I don't know. For whatever reason around here, there's still no toilet paper because everyone's still
0: panicked buying it. Well, what worked for me was, and this is for all the listeners out there, go on a Wednesday. Like, going on a Wednesday, going, like, not super late at night, just, like, after work, um... And that was actually pretty good. There was still, like, a lot of people in the store. But, you know, and stores, the tip for stores, spread all that stuff around and hide it like a scavenger hunt. And there's still people, like, I was in that store, and there's still people checking out. And they had, like, stacks of, like, toilet paper. And the people at the register were trying to tell them, like, no, 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 you can't buy all this. You can't buy just one. You can only get one. And they were, like, arguing with the people over the toilet paper. So dumb. I was like, man, get me out of here. And then, like, also water, too. Some guy bought, like, some waters. And then this guy's like, oh, man, I think you can only have, like, one water. You can't just buy, like, multiple. Um, But then the manager came over and was like, yo, it's two. I don't care. It's fine. You know, just don't buy, like, 20, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah,
1: that was another thing that everyone was panic buying, too, was, like, bottled water, which doesn't even make sense. It's just tap water in a plastic bottle
0: yeah like, <laughs> i mean <laughs> i guess so you know
1: what you know, what I,
0: you know what I got I, I got brita filters i was so surprised that those weren't sold out or anything i was just at target and i was like oh yeah i get the, the they still got all these filters here so i guess i'll just buy some filters you know yeah, yeah actually yeah, target I had I everything answer. you know now that i think maybe about maybe that's
1: it. it maybe i should go to target
0: hmm. go to target they had like mac and cheese so I bought, like, these boxes of mac and cheese. Dude, that's what I think is, okay, this is my last word on the panic sh- shoppers, but th- y'all are stupid because, and y'all still playing, too. You're stupid and you're playing. So stop wasting everyone's time because, first of all, all the good shit is still there. Like, I go yeah. to the Target, I look at the beans, and, you know, like, all the, like, black bean, red bean, all that's gone, right? All the cans. But you still got, like, the beans and the, the like... Chicano bean seasoning beans and like the the chili southwestern beans you still have like the you know all those like flavored like beans and garlic sort of stuff. All like the tasty shit is still there, and I was like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. I, and I go down to the, the the um the mac and cheese. They have mac and cheese. I look in the produce. They still got potatoes. I'm like, "Y'all dumbasses buying up all the avocados, but I got hella potatoes." Like for real, man. <laughs> like uh, this is all the good shit. The
1: potatoes will last way longer anyway. Like I don't. Yeah. That's what I don't understand too is people aren't even buying stuff that's
0: gonna like last them very long. Yeah, um, I, and I they know. got. They had no toilet paper at that Target, but they had um, napkins. I was like, "Y'all, napkins, man. That's all I gotta say. Napkin. I ain't gotta explain it for you, man. If they're I still out of see everything
1: napkins- at like, like at Winco, dude. They're out of toilet paper, tissues, uh, paper towels, anything paper related. Wow. is just gone. That's crazy. Have it's you
0: seen? Have you seen road? Have you and seen like,
1: have you and you've seen how much? Like they have literally. There's a whole there's a giant wall. The whole wall is just that stuff. It's just that paper stuff. That wow. whole wall of the store. Wow. Wall. That's how it stays like normally, but it's just all gone.
0: Wow. It's but crazy. I mean, we still got napkins here at least. There's no napkins here, dude. That's what the that's thing. crazy. They're just okay. buying everything. Well you think about like, have you seen like Book of Eli or The Road or like I Am Legend or something? Like, in those shows, you imagine, they probably didn't have napkins still on the shelves, so that's how you know that was, like, a real deal. Here, there's still napkins, so yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing So it's okay, in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I think Washington's calming down. I don't think our case is going to, like, I shouldn't make a prediction or anything, but I, I feel like it's, I'm looking at New York, their numbers are, like, skyrocketing. Um, Washington numbers, like last couple days I checked, was pretty stalled out. I haven't seen it today yet, but it was kind of slowing down. Yeah. Well, I think Good. the
1: big thing is just the, the important thing is just going to be people taking it seriously, staying home, not going out and traveling, which is, I think people are starting to take them more seriously and take that upon themselves to do that. And then also there's a lot more government regulations being put in place on, where people can go, what people can do,
0: so that's good. Okay, stimulus package. All right, what does the
1: stimulus package look like?
0: So there was a whole big thing. They went back and forth on it. They finally landed it. It's a two trillion coronavirus stimulus bill. I think there's another four trillion uh, that goes in like the Federal Reserve's budget for them to like keep the markets going or something. But there's two trillion in like relief dollars, and there've been so much like petulant bickering in congress over this which is hilarious like (laughs) there were like several days of it getting stalled because one side was like oh you can't have this or you can't have that or yeah it's just ridiculous but eventually they finally ended it so here's what's in there so i'm reading down the list this is from cnn politics and um yeah just by cnn staff so um first thing in there direct payments to individuals um If if you're a single person or whatever, you get $1,200. And if you're a married couple, you get $2,400. That's twice as much. Um, And parents... That doesn't even...
1: I don't know why they... That's kind of weird that they did that, though. Like, why not just give each American $1,200? Married couples will still get $1,200. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, you also get $500 for children under 17. So... That's kind of kind of sucks if you had like twins and they're both 17. <laughs> like imagine your family of four with like you have twins and they're both 17. <laughs> it's like, oh, we have like two kids but you don't get any money. We don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, you know, whatever. Anyways, um uh, the payments are for people who make um make less than $75,000 a year. Um I think that's how it goes. Well, let me read this. It I remember it's like it's
1: reduced payments for people that make more than 75,000. Yeah, they reduce it.
0: If you make more than 75,000, it's less. If you make more than 99,000, you don't get any money. So, that's yeah. the other that's the shoe. So, it, so basically it's $1,200 for Americans. However, if you're making like $100,000, you don't get any money. Um and if you're making like between 75 and 100, you get some money, but you get less. And they're going to look at your, your IRS direct deposit. They use that to send you the money. If, they, if you don't have a direct deposit for like your tax refund, then they'll just mail a check to wherever they can find you. So, yeah. But that can take like four weeks to like a couple months or something. Yeah. So, hopefully, you have a direct deposit, man, <laughs> for your IRS uh, <laughs> refunds. That's, when- that's a big deal.
1: When is that even? Uh, do we even know when this is going to be?
0: I heard, I heard, like three weeks. I remember, so I watched. So those briefings they've been doing every day, um, and I remember watching Steve Minukin, who's the Secretary of the Treasury. And fun fact: I used to work at phenomenal retailer Sears Holdings, and Steve Minukin was the CFO of Sears Holdings. <laughs> And so he was the CFO of that company before it went bankrupt. And now he's the secretary of the treasury. <laughs> so I'm Ooh. watching him on TV and I was like, man, that's our old CFO. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got out of the burning building just in time to run the the entire treasury. <laughs> oh, uh, that should make anyone nervous that, that the secretary of <laughs> the, tre- the treasury used to be the CFO of Sears. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so yeah. That, that he said something like three weeks, but I, you know, this is the this is the number one show for misquoted statistics, so I, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to look up. Um, yeah. So I see. Okay, there's point number two. Student loans are suspended. The um, so Department of Education is suspending payments on student loan borrowers without penalty through September 30, which. Blows my mind because, like, three days ago, I just made a payment on my student loan. And now I'm realizing I don't got to pay that anymore. I could stop paying my student loan. And um, uh, they won't accrue interest for six days. So I don't need to even pay my student loan right now, dude. Um, Other thing is there's a real ID deadline delayed. I don't give a crap about that. Every time someone says real ID, I'm like, hey, man, I don't give a shit. All right? You have to have it to fly, though no fuck that you were the first person to mention real id to me you were like oh i have this id or something like that as real yeah i was like man i don't give a shit
1: <laughs> well you have to have that to fly or no, you have you to have a passport
0: no you don't see you don't. Know. <laughs> you don't need it yeah i have a i have a driver's license <laughs> that's what it is i have a driver's license
1: my, my driver's license is my real id
0: I don't need that though. <laughs> okay. just, All right. I, government can't tell me who I am. <laughs> this is, um, there's a there's a boost in unemployment benefits. So like I think three million people applied for unemployment. Um, like that was the last uh, for for next month or something like that. So um, so the federal government's going to give an extra six hundred dollars for four months. Six hundred a week, excuse me, for four months. That's really um,
1: good. Uh, yeah. So- for reference, let's see. I I went yeah from working full time to being on unemployment benefits, and I was uh, I think my I was I qualified for like four hundred fifty dollars a week.
0: Yeah. So now it could go up to six hundred. Um, Well, additional 600, I think. Wait, is it an additional 600 or is it just up to 600? No, I think it's an extra 600 a week. An extra 600? Yeah, extra 600. So it would go up over uh, 1,050. Yeah, but then there's another part where they say it calls for a new pandemic unemployment assistance. So they're going to try to establish a new program. Right now they're going to do it under unemployment, but in the future they want to have a pandemic assistance program um, to provide these kind of benefits for people who are. you know losing their job because of you know pandemics because um, like a lot of people aren't working right now right mm-hmm. uh, and um a lot of people who currently are unemployed because of the pandemic might not qualify for unemployment so they need to make the tent a little bit bigger um because that's a whole big deal
1: yeah
0: um, yeah and even if you're doing well you probably you could still be like not working um which is bad uh, I know there's a guy who owns like 11 restaurants in Seattle, and he just closed all of them except for two of them. And, you know, even if that guy's doing well, he's probably, like, with the rents here, probably not making much money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, um, so next, I'll just run through the rest of them. One is $500 billion uh, lending program, um, they're going to provide $500 billion in loans. So this is for, I believe, for different like businesses, like business loans. Um, there's one, there's a stipulation uh, businesses that are connected to elected officials won't get any money. That was put in, so Trump can't use the money for like his Trump Towers or whatever. Yeah. He can't give himself a loan. Um, no other member of Congress can use the money for personal businesses and stuff um the border wall is not allowed to get money from this bill which is probably a good thing (laughs) Um, i
1: did say yes that's a good thing
0: (laughs) you should probably not just use all the money (laughs) to build a wall to keep out coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna build a wall around coronavirus or we're gonna build a wall around new york honestly (laughs) like (laughs) that's the only border wall that would actually work right now um yeah so airlines and airports uh there's a $32 billion in grants uh, for wages and benefits to airline industry. So before these liberals start acting like a bunch of like petulant children, it's $32 <laughs> billion in grants for wages. So stop going in my DMs and telling me that it's going to be wasted on stock buybacks because it's going to wages and benefits. Which is so fucking ridiculous. I had to explain it to people. Um, so this is, I guess. So I think the way that they structured this, because I heard a little bit, I don't know if it made it to the final bill, but the way that they talked about structuring it was that they were going to give this money to the airlines as long as they didn't lay off people. Um, so you, you get this, you know, grant, and then you have to keep your payroll going. Yeah. So because the idea is, so you just it's not- yeah, yeah, so it's
1: not, it's not necessarily like, hey, here's 30 billion, $32 dollars billion that's given directly for yes, it, but it's going to no. end up going to the workers anyway because right, continu- it's because of this they're going to continue to get their paycheck
0: yes that's and it says here if you receive that money you cannot make pay cuts furloughs or stock buybacks so it's l- literally just money being given so you can keep paying your employees instead of and i feel like that's a good approach too you look at there's like two different ways you can do it like if the company is shut down um for companies and, and workers that are being shut down you got to do the unemployment like that's one vertical yeah and the other the other path of approach is you have to also give companies money that's specifically just to pay people, which is basically just unemployment money because those companies aren't going to make any money anyways. Yeah. Um, but they still have to have people at work because yeah. I guess you wouldn't close. So companies that are open during pandemic, give them money to pay people. And then companies that are closed, give the people the money. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it.
0: And then the other one, hospitals. Hospitals are getting $117 billion dollars. Um, $100 billion public health and social emergency fund, um, $65 billion for hospitals, uh, so all this money going to health care. Um, there's a section for gig workers like Uber drivers. Um, you're el- eligible to receive federal aid if you drive for Uber or Lyft or delivering for Amazon as a contractor. Um, there's provisions... Uh, I see more stuff about Uber, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, so there's some, so there's some money there for Uber contractors or like any contractor, uh, protection against foreclosures and evictions. So there should be no foreclosures. This is kind of a debate. I'll stop here for a second. So a lot of the super left people are saying that they should just freeze the rent or like they should not even charge rent because people probably can't pay the rent or something or stuff like that. What do you think about that, Daniel?
1: I mean, so what was it? Is it... I don't know if it was countrywide or if it was just some states, but there was an order basically that was put out. It was like, well, you can't... I guess it's probably something like this, where basically, you know, you can't force them to pay if they don't have the money. So, I mean, it's basically, yeah, you can't kick them out or anything.
0: That's true. That's technically, true. So,
1: I mean, technically if- you could, but at the same time, like, you can't just freeze the rent because... Guess what part of my landlord's income is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, are That's you going to get, in, I mean, are you going to, so if you're going to complain about people losing their jobs and not getting paid, what about people that have a major part of their income in real estate? Are they supposed to lose their income as well? Yeah. So, I, I think that, I, I don't think that you should just freeze rent across the board. I do agree with the protection against foreclosures and evictions, and I think that's important. But you're going to start calling for rent, for freezing rent and stuff like that, you're going to have to figure out some way that these landlords can get their income as well. And that's pretty much just going to end up being more government bailouts.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, yeah people who own property not making any money on their property i don't know you figure out but this is a good bill i feel like this section it makes so much sense they say that you know the rent is still due however you cannot get evicted if you don't pay it it also says you cannot face a penalty a fee or an interest charge yeah. if you delay your payment so and an you should pay thing, eventually
1: an important thing here too is that it's will not be allowed to evict tenants solely for fail- failure to pay rent for a 120 day period. And they may not yes. charge fees or penalties to tenants for failing to pay rent. So, I mean, they're, yes. you're going to have to pay rent. You you're going to have to pay rent eventually, you yeah. know, but it's just like right now, while this is all going on, it's kind of a again. but you also can't use that to just be like, you know, destructive or something. Cause they can still be like, well, they're, you know, they're causing damage to the property or whatever other problems are happening, you
0: know. So I think it's yeah. I think
1: I think this is I think it's a good section.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean I, I like I feel like the more I read about this bill, I'm very happy with this. This is great. I mean give businesses money just to pay people just to keep people on payroll, that's almost like another form of unemployment in a way. Yeah, You're just, instead of just... I feel like
1: better than unemployment because... It's, yeah, because the payrolls the job are... job security.
0: Well, I think the biggest... Yeah, one is job security and two, it's probably much easier for the money... To move from the company to the people because they already have the direct deposits. Just logistically speaking, here, oh yeah. Then for to use like the unemployment or the IRS system to get people those direct payments is kind of slow and delayed. I feel like it's so easy just to say here, just give money to the corporation. Just it's explicitly for their payroll, (laughs) and just have them keep paying their payroll. Yeah, feel like that's a model they should use. Um, that and then the unemployment for the people who aren't on payrolls to just keep the money going to people's pockets. Yeah, and Those that's direct payments are going to take so long to go out.
1: Yeah, and that's something that I've talked about before too. When I got out of employment, I mean, it took me a month, month and a half. Yeah. Maybe two months or something. I don't even remember exactly from when I filed to actually start seeing money just because, you know, I mean, it's just you got to do all this paperwork with the government, they got to do paperwork. People gotta send paperwork around to different departments. They gotta make sure you're actually eligible and stuff and they gotta figure all this stuff out. So there's just a lot of logistics involved with actually getting the money from the government into your pocket. Yeah. And also too, it's like when you get money from unemployment, it goes onto like a specific card. So it's kind of like I don't know. It's like it's not. It just it's just a regular card that's like you know it's basically just use like a debit card, but it is kind of like a little bit weird because then you have money kind of like in this account and then you have money in your other account. It'd just be easier to just keep people, yeah, getting paid from their job because they've already got that ready to go. It just makes more sense.
0: It's just that way. It's just logistically speaking. I'm just saying logistically speaking. People who are on payrolls, you should use that payroll as a way to get them money instead of, yeah, you try to use their depository information from their tax refund to give them the money, which could take three weeks. I heard, I heard three weeks to four months. Is those are those are the ranges of time that I've heard for for that's for the direct payments. Yeah. Um, the unemployment shouldn't get too much delay. I feel like. Um, so I feel like unemployment is one way you can do it, and the other way is the payroll. We'll see how the direct payments work. I feel like that's going to be kind of tricky to pull off logistically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot of money, man.
1: There's a, yeah, uh, a lot of money to be moving around.
0: The last four things, there's uh, $25 million for the Kennedy Center, and there is uh, funding for food assistance, so stuff like SNAP or else like... Um, <laughs> Oh, shoot. Emergency Food Assistance Program. Isn't there a word for that? Like, um, there's SNAP and then there's another one. EBIT. Like, EBIT or something like that. EBT? I forget. EBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents had that. Um, so, but I, I, the Emergency Food Assistance Program spells EFAP, which I don't <laughs> think is the right acronym. I was like, how does that spell? How did they get EBT from EFAP? Um, uh, <laughs> I see SNAP in here, though. So, SNAP. Snaps so, there's food. There. Yep. Uh, there's evacuations. And. There's evacuations for Americans. So, they're going to give money to get people out of overseas areas back to America. Um, there's also Peace Corps uh, getting some money for uh, programs and refugees. And that's the bill. That's the whole bill. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff.
1: Uh, There was a lot of back and forth on this bill, but I think that the bill in this state that it seems to be, that it was passed in, uh, seems sensible and like something that will definitely help.
0: Yeah, I like it. I feel like it's good stuff for everyone. You know, we're all bummed out over coronavirus, so. I shouldn't, I I feel like this is a good bill, and anyone on Twitter complaining about it should go fuck themselves, because you got enough out of this that you shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. And, You know, and if you're a libertarian saying that uh, this is bad, blah, 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 go fuck yourself. And that's, that's, uh, there was a guy in Congress, he's a libertarian from Kentucky. I won't even say his name because he's a fucking reprobate. Um, so he forced Congress, people in the House, to come back to DC and vote in person on the bill. Because, so like, they were gonna just vote remotely or whatever, do a voice vote. uh, Because, you know, there's a global pandemic that's killing people, especially over the age of 50. And in the House of you know, Representatives, I think the average age... Let's look it up right now. The average age... So coronavirus has been known to have more fatalities people who are over 50. Um, and the average age of people killed by coronavirus is somewhere in the 80s. Of course, that's probably coming down recently. But that's what it was, I believe, a week ago. The average age of house of representatives is actually 57.8 years okay so you're in your 50s on average if you're in the house and we've heard that you know people over 50s are the prime group of fatalities for coronavirus okay so this this guy from kentucky forces everyone by by objecting to make everyone go all these people who on average are over 50 to come back to DC and vote in person on this bill. Um, and he literally just did it because he thought that they wouldn't be able to do it. He thought that people would get stuck in transit and not come in. And he thought it would stall the bill and, you know, keep the money away from the Americans long enough or somehow defeat the bill by by people not showing up and being absent. So he literally just trying this underhanded way to stop people from getting their payouts um, because it, he thinks it's not constitutional. And it's like, hey, man, what are you doing? he's the only guy like literally no one else was on his side on this he's the only guy forcing everyone he there's a global pandemic going on and this guy under the name of libertarianism trying to force all these old people all these geriatrics to go vote on something in the same building like good good job (laughs) just just phenomenal job
1: yeah that is
0: uh wow so if you're a libertarian and you have a problem with this thing, go fuck yourself. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about your stupid little dress-up game. Like literally, I don't want to hear another goddamn word about libertarians about this. Libertarianism, like,
1: like, supposed to be something about not being even about not like accepting the government or anything. Anyway, something like I don't that.
0: know. It, here's let me say this in a nicer way. If you're libertarian and you have a problem with the stimulus bill why don't we just not send you a direct payment, all right? Or if you do get a direct payment, send it back because you're a libertarian and you're too good for all this shit. So don't take any fucking money, you little piss ants. You know, send it all back. Give it back to the people who need it. And you guys can all just enjoy being unemployed together. And don't even take the unemployment. Don't take any money. You know, just go and live on your farm by yourselves and deal with this in your own way because you're all sick and twisted if you believe that, that that stunt to bring everyone into Congress in person to vote on something while they're all geriatrics and probably more dangerous for them to get exposed than most people. Um, that was just a bad look yeah and i hope that i hope that this guy who did that never serves in congress again i he should honestly be in jail if anyone and if i i tweeted out that if anyone in, like the house of representatives gets coronavirus that guy should be tried for biological warfare because he forced <laughs> them all to go and sit together in a time where you're not even supposed to have gatherings larger than five people so ridiculous yeah. absolutely ridiculous you know, I don't mean to throw all libertarians in that boat, but if you at all make any excuses for that piece of shit, which I looked on Twitter and there are some of you little asshole libertarians out there making excuses for that piece of shit. So if you are, you know, stop it. You know, what would your grandmother think of you? <laughs> what would she think of you, man? <laughs> Disappointing, man. Anyways, um, <laughs> I guess I guess um, another point. And before we leave politics, um, there was an election that was supposed to happen this year, and that's getting a little bit um, sidewinded by all this. It is. Yeah. I feel like most people have already forgotten about the candidates and the debates and all this stuff. Like, it's all just gone. Well, I feel like it's kind of that thing where I think people have
1: kind of realized that, like, when it comes down to it, I don't know. I don't think that anything would really be a whole lot different right now based on who is actually in office, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, this all kind of happened. It is what it is. You know, we're here, and then we're kind of all, like, just kind of, like, trying to deal with it, and I think that people kind of realize, uh, it's not really so much a big deal (laughs) who's here right now, who's actually in office right now, because i don't know at least that's kind of how i'm seeing it but i suppose I a lot of people are actually using it as a chance to uh get on their political soapbox about
0: that's true candidates. but i think that it's i don't know if i should say this but i feel like this coronavirus has helped trump more than it's hurt him, and i i think the press has been trying really hard to use coronavirus to try to hurt trump because they constantly blame him for things anytime someone in new york gets coronavirus they say it's trump's fault or something just yeah. like just weird outlandish like things from the press that i've seen and i feel like it's been very desperate attempts to try to blame trump for this but i think that they're missing the plot because from what i've seen this coronavirus thing has been helping trump which is kind of disturbing because these these press conferences that he holds every day, it kind of give him a chance to look presidential and to look like he's controlling the situation, which I don't think he really is, but no. it gives him a chance to like get his message out there. He uses the whole like press conference thing, which he does every day, and he uses it like a reality TV show where he kind of like stomps for himself. Honestly, it's, it's like a campaign rally or something. Well, it's like, know? I mean, that's kind
1: of the similar thing that he did when he was running for president in 2016. Was that he did a ton of just TV appearances? Here, it's all that's over true. the place. Interviews everywhere. His media presence has been a lot. Like he's had a lot less le- media presence lately. So, but until now, so that's actually a really yeah. good point. It's getting it's a lot of publicity,
0: just, and it's like he has the most publicity. I, I read that more people watching these daily briefings than the than the series sorry not series but the season finale of like the bachelor like the ratings have been huge and i think that you know like okay on one hand i think it's good i think that these things are the right approach you should do the daily briefing i think it gives people a lot of hope it gives people a lot of information it's like a good way to kind of connect people with the daily briefings but on the other hand i think that the media trying to stick trump with coronavirus is backfiring and and I think they need to rethink their strategy with that because it, trying to keep like writing stuff about him and putting all this focus on him and covering all these like daily brief like it's just like giving him a lever. I feel like and that's not gonna work. I, I think you know I, I think that the the strat- Okay, I'm gonna help Democrats out here because I'm the I've said it before. My political viewpoint is both sides should win, but like if Democrats, the tack that they need to take here. Instead of trying to stick Trump with coronavirus, you have to just leave him out of it. Just write about coronavirus, write about you know, Cuomo and Inslee and all these governors and all the things they're doing. And just don't even like, put Trump in the same sentence as coronavirus. Like, they think that doing that, like, keep attaching Trump and coronavirus together, will create this kind of comorbidity that will bring down his approval ratings. But actually, his approval ratings have been going up. So they should recognize that if they keep talking about Trump and coronavirus, it's actually for some weird reason making him more popular. And at the same time, it's uh, at some point this coronavirus thing is going to go away. And if you keep attaching Trump to coronavirus, by the time it's gone, you know, yeah, it's like a time bomb.
1: It's like one of those like things where uh, it when it's like in times of uh, crisis you know you don't really have to even as long as he just uh, as long yeah like he said as long as he just keeps making statements and stuff and kind of like appearing to be in control yeah people are gonna look up to him
0: yeah he can't one of his briefings he said you know oh we're gonna try to reopen the country by easter which i'm like okay terrible idea don't put a date on this thing no yeah Think about people going to like Easter church services and stuff, you know, and like all those sorts of stuff. Like, this is wave two and waiting to happen. But he says all this stuff, and then it's like, you know, he doesn't have to be right. He could just keep saying Easter, and then Easter comes, and he could say, well, we didn't make Easter, but we're going to try to hit, um, what's that the Memorial Day? He could just say, oh, well, you know, let's do Memorial Day. Yeah. Do he could just keep saying those things and then eventually get it right and he doesn't have to get it right the first time is the thing and the press needs to stop trying to like like label him with coronavirus cuz eventually he, we're going to beat it and it's not going to hurt him when this goes away eventually he's going to win on that you know yeah. it's a battle that he can't lose and they got to stop trying to attach it to him cuz it gives him attention like you said it makes him look kind of presidential and stuff like it looks like he's addressing the situation and like it's the wrong tack. Like you gotta just leave them out of the equation. They should just use this as a chance to talk about things that are not Trump. You know, yeah. they, they should use this as a chance to basically black him out of the news cycle and just focus on the the healthcare side of things, um, which they aren't doing because they're so stupid and so petulant that they're just gonna keep like, you know, keep writing about Trump, keep writing about coronavirus, and then eventually just hands Trump a W. Which I'm not. I'm not for or against Trump, by the way, but. You know, I just don't see a way that he loses this thing based on how things have been going. No,
1: Because like you said, eventually we're going to beat it. And then in the end, if we keep attaching to him, he's going to be the president that beat coronavirus.
0: Yes, pretty much. Just like like, uh, I remember when the coronavirus first came out and people were like, oh, Trump's going to lose because look at this big, terrible thing that happened. And it's his fault. But at the same time, I was like, remember 9-11, like Bush's approval rating went to like 80 percent because he responded you know to nine eleven. it's like so now Trump of, yeah responding to coronavirus exactly it's I
1: mean, times of crisis that people start looking towards like the president stuff and yeah yeah
0: yeah it's a bad approach they should not be trying to use this like politically i don't think it's a it's a winning gambit i think no. that you gotta you gotta just separate coronavirus from politics and you know and then hopefully, just hope that Trump doesn't look like the guy who fixed it at the end of it. Um, and then the other thing is, where's Biden? That's That's been trending on Twitter. Like, where is the guy? Uh, you know, he's been doing his own little press conferences from his basement or something. And he bonkers. just talks. Yeah, and he dials into CNN and, like, just does, like, a Zoom call. And he, I saw this one clip where he coughed in his hand during the call. And uh, Chris Cuomo was like, hey, man you're supposed to be coughing in your elbow right now. And he called him out for it. And it was like embarrassing and stuff. And I was like, I was like, come on. Like, this is just like this whole candidacy for Biden is like falling apart right yeah. now. And it, it's just rough to watch. Like no one even cares about Biden. He's like, he's, but I, I read two op-eds today from Los Angeles Times. They both refer to Biden as irrelevant. And that's the Los Angeles times. That's not Fox news. And I was like, this is just, this is just hard to watch, man. Yeah. This is, it's tough. I mean, I don't know what to say for Biden. I'm not sure how he can. I'm not sure what the right move is if you're a candidate and like literally no one even. But you get what I'm saying here. Yeah, like, well, this like, is the 180.
1: I don't know. The thing is that yeah, like you said, it's it's hard to say what you can really because what can you really do as a candidate? Because you know you've got Biden, like you said, you know, calling into CNN and coughing his hand and looking like just some kind of like. I don't know, confused <laughs> old man or something. <laughs> but then you have like Bernie, who's like just constantly going on Twitter and like complaining about the government not doing enough. And he just looks like a raving lunatic.
0: <laughs> he looks terrible. Bernie
1: looks worse <laughs> than that. And then, ever. like, and then you have, you know, Trump, who's not really doing anything. No one, none of these people are actually like really doing anything like that. to to address the issue successfully (laughs) but he just because he's there and he's in office he's able to look like he's doing something when in reality it's everyone yes the rest of the government that's really doing anything yes but he's able to look like the figurehead of someone that's doing something so it's just what can you really do as a candidate right now you you can't really do anything
0: yeah that's that's what i'm saying though that's that the presses if they want to be diabolical their whole strategy in this thing instead of like putting trump and coronavirus in every sentence together and then making biden look irrelevant they should have been flipping that where they make trump look irrelevant constantly talk about all the people under him and all the good stuff they're doing without mentioning trump And then keep talking about Biden and stuff and like move all that coverage around so that Trump's just irrelevant and just talk about how the government's functioning, all the deep states working, blah, blah, blah. It's all good. I resent myself for even saying these things because I think it's really petty. But at the same time, like it's a strategy that works, right? You know, if Biden looks irrelevant right now, they should figure out why does he look irrelevant and try to apply that to Trump because that's the only way you're actually going to get any you know political win on this which is pretty sick and disgusting, but you know that's what they're thinking about right now, is how can they, you know, sync Trump with coronavirus? That's how you do it. You have to make him irrelevant. Yeah. Don't make him the supervillain. He only wins in the end. <laughs> make him irrelevant. Look at Biden. Just You gotta switch those two. You gotta somehow switch the two. Make Trump the new Biden, and then somehow make Biden look like he's doing something, or or or, or just replace Trump with um, Mnuchin or someone. Talk about all the stuff they're doing, and Get it something like that, man. This the strategies. I don't know. I see a, I see a re-election. Honestly, I feel like the Democrats are already. Um, the crazy thing is, I've heard rumors of them talking about changing their candidate, and it's like March. Yeah. And I've heard rumors of them saying, "Well, maybe we should switch to Bernie. Maybe we should put in a new candidate like uh, Andrew Cuomo or someone like that." And it's like, I don't know, man. It's like I
1: mean, this the pandemic really just made the whole entire democratic campaign completely fall apart yeah. at this
0: point. Yeah. That's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. And I, I, I get this idea. Like, Cuomo looks great. He's like the man of the moment because New York's having the most, you know, impact. But I feel like. I don't think that it makes sense to put him as the presidential candidate, you know, especially if New York continues to deteriorate. And then you've got the guy who's probably the most stressed out politician in the world. And you want to try to make him run for president, too. I think that's a bad move. Yeah. you know? Like if things recover, maybe. But by then you don't have much time. And I don't think you can try to put him into that role until things start recovering. It's just too much. Uh, but Bernie is, like, reading the room and, like, trying to, like, figure out how he can capitalize on this. Like, you, Twitter's just flooded with Bernie supporters saying, like, oh, look, this stimulus package should just be a yearly thing. You should just get this money all the time. Hey, why don't we just spend $6 trillion every month? You yeah. know, like, all, all this it's like, guys, like, not the time. <laughs> I know. It's,
1: that's the thing is that I, that that's, that's, like, kind of, like, my issue with what's going on with him right now is that it feels like Bernie's just using this, as like a chance yeah. to just push his political agenda, which I'm like, dude, like, whatever you think about, you know, the, the, what he wants to do, you know, for the country or whatever, whatever you, whatever you think is, you know, about his plans are, it's just bad. It's just, it's not the, yeah, like, it's not the time. It's just, <laughs> we need to deal with this, take care of this pandemic. And then we can start to address what we're going to do after that. But
0: yeah, he tweeted um, a while ago uh, when they make a vaccine for coronavirus, it should be free. And I was like, this just shows you, like, like I'm sure everyone agrees with that. But at the same time, he's in such a fantasy land. Well, he's, he's in a complete touch.
1: fantasy land too. Like that because because <laughs> what experts are saying about the coronavirus or about the you know, coronavirus or the COVID nineteen vaccine is they're saying, well, it's probably 12 to 24 months out so realistically yeah the pandemic is going to be over by the time <laughs> you know yeah. it comes and out and they to- were like by then we're going to be focusing on trying to figure out what the strains will be for 2020 or for 2021 right. 2022 and find those vaccines and those are really the important ones right now not it's yeah yeah like you can it's look like i don't know i think People thought that it sounded great that Bernie was saying, oh, this vaccine you know when it comes out uh, but it doesn't happen like that it doesn't work like that you don't have a vaccine in a week
0: this is the problem with bernie it's just empty calories like all of his diatribes are just empty calories it's like you eat a bag of chips that's what his speeches are it feels good it tastes great but (laughs) you can't use it for anything you know yeah like that's what it's like the the medical community is trying to figure out how to get ventilators how to do mitigation how to get up these treatments so people can like get not die during this so that's why they're yeah. looking at like the um, the hydrochloroquine or whatever. So they're looking at all these treatments and things and mitigation and how do you just get people through this instead of how do you just cure it? And Bernie's out there tweeting about, oh, the vaccine needs to be free or something. And it's just like detached so from the reality. The vaccine is not going to save us. It's just nonsense. <laughs> I know! It's just nonsense for his followers to, like, get all religious about it and just make up. Like, he puts out a position that is hard to disagree with but also not attached to anything actually going on. Like, people should not have to pay rent. And it's like, okay, I guess that's true. But at the same time, like... What's the point of giving people $1,200 a month if they also don't have to pay rent? I mean, why do we even give people money? Yeah, well, where's the money
1: <laughs> going to go, you know?
0: I hate to say that, but it's like if you just say, like, people should – everything should just be free right now. It's like, fine, everything's free, but then you don't need to give anyone money. Like, yeah. you just make everything free. Like, okay, you know? One of the, just silly. Yeah. It's It's – you can't have a serious conversation with the bernie's
1: i I was like what was i saw some tweet from someone uh the other day where they were like talking about they were like oh why hasn't like some billionaire just come out right now and been like oh i'm gonna donate a million ventilators to hospitals or whatever or whatever and stuff like that would be so that'd be like they're like they should do that because they have all that extra money lying around anyway and it would be great like public press or whatever i'm like all right well one name a billionaire that just has a million ventilators laying around in their closet or something yeah and i'm like and also uh even uh Elon musk was um reportedly working Elon musk
0: has been the funniest like before i just want to say like some background he's been the funniest like anti-vaxxer type of guy on the situation like he he's been always tweeting like like overly optimistic and like uh who cares about coronavirus kind of stuff yeah. for like a while now which has been like hey man that didn't age very well no it didn't <laughs> but go ahead but
1: he is also like um so apparently he's working he's working on getting some ventilator um manufacturing processes going but the thing about that is even with that you know it's like it's not it's not going to be an instantaneous thing because you have to because like once you get production running you know you can pump out like a thousand units a day or however many tons of units a day but you have to get like a bunch of tooling in place you have to get space allocated you have to get people out there like working on this stuff so it's like it's not like there's no like over people it's like people i feel like people think that there's some kind of just overnight solution that we can come up with if we just throw enough of other people's money i.e billionaires mm. at it you know but it's not it just doesn't exist <laughs> you know that that instant solution does just it just doesn't exist it's not there it doesn't matter how much money you throw at it it's not there
0: yeah i mean i i kept thinking like i was gonna tweet this and say like um uh, you know, breaking news: Elon Musk building a torpedo to cure coronavirus or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that, which would just be on brand for him. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, we could use another torpedo right now to just. <laughs> just- I. I, I kept thinking, though, I feel like Gigafactory, all that automation and stuff that he has, uh, there has to be some way that you could use that to make a ventilator or something.
1: Well, I mean, there um. is like, and that's kind of what it is. But the thing about that is that, so like all the automation, all it really is, because is I've, I've seen like the Tesla factory and it is all mostly, um, yeah, automatic. But it's very, like, specific purpose-built robots that are doing things. Like, there's a robot that it makes two movements, and it moves a car from the left to the right. And then there's one that puts on, like, the hood or, you know what I mean? Things like that. That it's, like, they're very specific things, and they do very specific movements, and they're purpose-built for that. So you couldn't – like, you can. Like, you could definitely yeah. make something along that same line, but you still have to make those purpose that purpose-built equipment to make the ventilators. And like I said, once you get it up and running, you can pump out just, like, a ridiculous amount of units because it's all automi- uh, automated. But you still have to put in that time to build those, like I said, the purpose-built machines that are going to do the job and... Uh, obviously there's going to be like a little bit of some Q&A in there as, as uh, QA in there as well. So you're going to have to make sure that it actually makes it all right and everything and it's going to you have to iron out the kinks a little bit. So it's not it's just it's never going to be like an instantaneous process to just get things ma- going manufacturing and
0: stuff. Yeah. I see here from two days ago Elon Musk said that Giga New York will reopen for ventilator production as soon as humanly possible. So it sounds like they're like you say they're working on it, but they don't have it tooled out to do ventilators yet.
1: Yeah. So that's that. that's exactly what it is. It's that it's, it's just like it. Once it gets going, we'll have plenty of ventilators coming out of there. But it's just it takes a lot. It takes a lot of anytime you're trying to mass produce anything. It's always like a huge initial investment in both money and time to get. I feel the, like everything set up. That would be
0: like that would be like a moment, though. Like for Tesla, if they showed up, you know, oh, and yeah. were able to make like like here's ten thousand ventilators a day or something, you know. I mean, oh yeah, that'd, it be, would that'd be. be it. And imagine if you think about a company that could, like right now um, the government's using like Defense Production Act or something to compel GM to be making these um ventilators or something they own some company or i don't really know how it works but for some reason gm is making have you heard about that gm's making ventilators uh, from, uh,
1: i mean uh, yeah i mean it doesn't necessarily surprise me i guess they they know about they, mass production <laughs>
0: it did something like uh there's a company that makes ventilators and then uh Because there's another company called Covidian that bought the company that made ventilators or something because it wanted to, like, upsell them um, after the outbreak or something. I don't know. Uh, They saw that it was coming... Uh, And they, uh, this is really just bad history here, so don't believe anything I'm saying. But from what I read this morning on Twitter, there was a company called Covidian that bought some ventilator producer because they knew that the government was going to need a whole bunch and they wanted to kind of make the buck off of Mm. it. So they bought it to like raise prices or something. And then that company got bought by another company called Medtronic and then somehow GM is involved here, which is supposed to be mass-producing these things. Maybe GM owns a Ven- Ventech or something like that. Yeah. So they're trying to make 40,000 or 30,000 ventilators for like a billion bucks or something. And um, But you look at that, you think about GM making these things, and you think, like, whose brand could really do this, Tesla or GM? And for some reason, you just think, this is something Tesla would be able to do. I mean, scaling up from zero mass producing like way more than people actually want like that's on (laughs) brand for tesla yeah like who who wants to buy silly cars right now (laughs) yeah well i think like a lot of
1: times too it's kind of weird because like things like gm and stuff they're like the big major company but there's a lot of other companies under them that they own that do other things like what is it i think it's uh i don't actually remember i was thinking about something it was like honeywell or something i'm trying to remember what honeywell like, they make they have like a huge huge contract in like defense
0: they're a defense company yeah. a lot of people yeah. in my class but what's there is after college
1: what they're really known for like for most people is making like thermostats and stuff like that yeah but they're like a huge like most of their money is like yeah it's defense contracting yeah like,
0: like bonds and yeah. shit yeah.
1: so they so it's like there's generally a lot more of these companies than most people really know about because they just they know about things like you know factory work and stuff like that so they, they're they able to work within these other kind of able to apply that to other industries
0: yeah I mean um, I'm just pulling a few things off of Twitter right now like this is someone oh shit this is actually Ilhan Omar who's um a very controversial person in um, Congress who supports Bernie Sanders but <laughs> she tweeted she always makes just the worst tweets but she tweeted friendly reminder 2 trillion bill just passed without anyone ever asking how are you going to pay for it this is another like you know Bernie Sanders camp trying to capitalize on this <laughs> and someone quote tweeted it and said uh, literally everyone's asking that yeah. <laughs> like, that's so true everyone's asking that how are we going to pay for like six 6 trillion dollars is like a quarter of um, the entire American economy 2 trillion is like um, it's, it's around 10% of the American economy so I mean how are you going to pay for it is a good question I don't um,
1: know dude
0: And for all the schmucks in modern monetary theory that's right i, I insulted libertarians but i'm also gonna insult liberals so i'm, <laughs> I'm owning i'm owning all the lips today but look okay all you fuckheads who believe in mon- modern monetary theory which yeah i know what that is and i know who the fuck you are and i'm calling your goddamn number right now modern monetary theory is gonna be dog shit right now because the whole idea of modern monetary theory which this is what bernie sanders is based on this is what his come from is the idea that if you are um, borrowing money in the currency that you control then you can just have infinite amount of debt and yeah that's exactly what it is that's what it boils down to if, if you just keep borrowing money in your own currency so if i'm selling bonds for us dollars and people are buying my bonds i could just make as much debt as i want it doesn't matter if i have 10 trillion billion what's up what's more like i could have a quadrillion you know Dollars in debt, it doesn't matter as long as I, all that debt is in U.S. dollars. That's essentially modern monetary theory. Uh, and, and, like that doesn't matter right now because people don't need to be buying debt because the whole idea of buying American debt, you know, is because the American economy is like a little bit better than other global economies, more stable or whatever. So people keep buying our debt even though we can't pay it because it's more stable than other people's debt because our country is great. But like here, the whole problem is right now. All the countries are fucked by this pandemic, so who's? no one's buying bonds. Yeah. The Fed is buying their own bonds right now because no one else is buying it. So the whole thing is just like a paper trail. <laughs> but they've got to give the Fed $4 trillion to buy bonds because no one's buying bonds because all those other countries got fucked by this whole thing too. So this whole modern market theory, just throw it out the window because it doesn't apply to the situation. It's an interesting theory. Maybe it applies in regular scenarios, but right now if China's fucked – they're not buying up our bonds like they usually are because they got trashed by this whole thing, you yeah. know? So th- this whole idea that would you just keep printing debt for other people to buy to fund like social programs is, doesn't make any sense right now. Like, I don't know. I could be wrong on all this. I'm not an economist or a financial advisor, but I really think of hard monetary theory makes no fucking sense right now. And I don't think that all these people who are Bernie worshipers, um, Understand that the principles of all their hey, let's just print money right now would really not work very well in a pandemic when you know no one's gonna be buying debt except for ourselves. Which, who, where <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, right? We're gonna print off four trillion dollars for the Fed to buy debt from itself,
1: from
0: which so, like, okay, we're gonna buy up all this debt from all these banks. Uh, with money that we just made, that we gave to the Fed, which you know, it's like this circular. <laughs> like, where did the money come from? We just made it up. You know, it's like this is modern monetary theory in action, where you know we, you are the supply and the demand. It's just so silly, man. We'll see how it works, though. We'll
1: see how this all pans out, I suppose.
0: Yeah, we'll see how the pandemic pans out.
1: All right, well, we'll keep our ear to the ground on that and continue to rant and rave, I'm sure, next yeah. week.
0: I probably piss everyone off with my only half-cocked um, descriptions of libertarians and, and liberals. Yeah.
1: If you are a, a libertarian or a liberal or simply a conservatives who, conservative who still hates us for whatever reason, you can always tweet us. And as always, you can always tune in next week to continue listening to our uh
0: irate angry ramblings. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's all for now.